Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Real World Nutrition. Now, there's a lot of diet books and programs and people out there who are helping people to make healthier choices, helping them on their path to healthier eating. And there's a lot of oversimplified rules that are out there that people take to heart and think they should follow to be able to eat healthy. One of these rules is, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And I say, if you can't pronounce it, go ahead and still eat it most of the time. I'd have to say, this is one of the more ridiculous food rules that I've seen by saying to people that if you can't pronounce something, maybe you shouldn't eat it. That doesn't mean it's something unhealthy or bad for us. I say all the time that there's many things in our body that people have a hard time pronouncing or don't necessarily pronounce correctly that we need on a daily basis. We need it to survive. One example is people have a duodenum and a lot of people don't pronounce it right half the time or don't even know how to pronounce it. And that's okay. There's nothing right or wrong about that. Just recognize it's still something we must have to be able to live. Or I should say, most of us have it still. And that is the first part of your small intestine. The small intestine has three parts, and the duodenum is the first part. Now, there's many words for things that we eat. 
that are difficult to pronounce, chemically sounding, and just downright onerous to talk about or to pronounce. But that doesn't mean anything about the food or some of the things that we should consume. And more importantly, there's lots of chemically sounding things and difficult to pronounce foods that we can certainly consume without negative consequences. But first, let me address this word chemicals. People say, well, I don't eat that because it's full of chemicals. Let's face it, people, chemicals are everywhere. You breathe in chemicals by just inhaling environmental air, even if you're outside in the fresh air. You are breathing in a combination of chemicals that includes nitrogen, oxygen, and some other gases. And every single time you exhale, you're exhaling carbon dioxide or CO2. These are chemicals. Most people drink chemicals regularly. H2O, or what some people will call dihydrogen oxide or dihydrogen monoxide, is critical to life. Yet by using this word for water, people freak out. And there's a petition online that over a thousand people have signed trying to ban dihydrogen oxide from society. Now, of course, hopefully most of those people have signed this petition knowing full well that it's a joke. And yes, there are things that we use that are used as cleaning products, yet also used in our food. Most of us call that vinegar or water. Some of these things are vital to life, even if we can't pronounce it. And some of the phrases that we use in the field of nutrition are potentially concerning because they sound scary, such as having the word acid in the name, like ascorbic acid, oleic acid, and even pantothenic acid. But these are all things that are not only good for us, but essential. Ascorbic acid is just another name for vitamin C. Oleic acid is a healthy monounsaturated fat found in olive oil and other foods. And pantothenic acid that I have literally seen people freak out about is just another name for vitamin B5, one of the eight essential B vitamins that we need to consume on a daily basis. And I tell people, well, maybe you can pronounce ascorbic acid and pantothenic acid, but what about the things and foods that you can't pronounce? Like cobalamin. That's a hard one for me, and I'm shocked I got that one out on my first try. But that's just another name for B12, which is really important for our nerve health and brain function, and we must have it on a regular basis. Zeaxanthin, one of the rare words that starts with the letter Z and has an X in it, is a phytochemical or a plant-based chemical, which isn't a bad thing. And zeaxanthin is part of the carotenoid family, and it is really important to help with eye health. And we find it in green, orange, and yellow fruits and vegetables, like a lot of things in the carotenoid family. Zeaxanthin may look like a scary word, but this isn't a bad thing to have. And what about phenylalanine? 
This is something people see when they see aspartame and they see that it contains phenylalanine. And oh my goodness, what are we doing eating this chemical again? Well, phenylalanine is an essential amino acid. There's that word acid again. But it is a critical building block for us to be able to build proteins in the human body. And the only time people should avoid phenylalanine is people who have a condition that were tested for at birth called phenylketonuria or PKU. And that's another word that's on that package with aspartame. Only people with PKU need to avoid phenylalanine. And if you're worried you have it, I guarantee you don't because you probably wouldn't have made it to adulthood without knowing this. And then here's another example. Epigallocatechin gallate. Oh my goodness, this was a topic that I was lucky enough to have to present on in graduate school. Trying doing an oral presentation saying epigallocatechin gallate over and over again. Well, luckily I don't. I didn't, I should say is because we tend to use the abbreviation EGCG to represent this substance found in green tea, and it's a polyphenol under the classification of catechins, and it helps reduce inflammation. Or to simplify it even more, it's the good stuff found in tea, especially green tea and other plant foods a variety of fruits and vegetables. So these are just some of these examples where people, including myself, sometimes have difficulty pronouncing something, but that doesn't mean anything in the big picture other than it's a sciencey sounding word. It's a scary looking word. Try having to present this to college students every single semester. The cyano cobalamin, which is the synthetic form of B12 that is used to help vegans get their B12. And there's lots of things that people can't pronounce properly, but that doesn't mean you don't eat it. Like quinoa and acai, prosciutto, gnocchi, ciabatta, and one of my favorites, charcuterie. That's one of those things I just love to get and make on occasion as a snack board. I call it snack board more than charcuterie because a lot of us can't pronounce it. So the bottom line, this whole, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it, is just dumb in my opinion. And with a computer literally at your fingertips, probably in your hand or right nearby right now, there's so many easy ways to find out what something is and don't write it off as something that is bad for you just because it's unpronounceable or difficult to pronounce. It very well could be something that you need every single day. There's a whole list of foods, ingredients, and substances that we do need every single day that our body does that our body needs. And there are plenty of things that we don't need as well. So if you're not quite sure what something is, rather than falling for a food rule or uh, 
blogger or an influencer, look it up for yourself and find out what is this substance in my food? Because it's something you may need. And that's real world nutrition. Take care. Bye for now. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.